Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Welcome to Spooky Time. It's been so long since we've recorded. I know. It feels like off. Like, I don't know what to... Like, I don't... I feel like I'm... Are you okay? Uh, yeah, you definitely lost your touch. I was hoping... <laughs> I was hoping you'd just interrupt me. Oh, well, I do that often. That's a fair <laughs> thing to assume that I would do. The one time I need it to happen. Right, right, right. Um, I do actually, you know, on a very serious note, can I issue like a quick apology note that I've been meaning to say? To who? To everyone? Like, you guys and everybody. Okay, don't don't freak out. I just I do want to say bad. sorry. I know I do want to say sorry um, because as of a few weeks ago, I'm officially off the market. Oh Christ! And I know it's really hard <laughs> for everybody. Even I looked at each other like, "What the fuck is going on?" Okay, you guys got way too intense. Like I was gonna drag it out for a really long time, and then you guys started making me sweat because you were staring at me like, "What?" Like, Chrissy, just tell us. <laughs> anyway, I do want to apologize. I know that we're gonna lose a lot of our listeners over it. Right? Uh huh. They can just come to me. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, they. they technically have, off the real. market not quite not not legally anyway no not legally so i just i want to say you know this is your first married podcast to everyone episode. who's lost their shot better luck next time <laughs> in another life perhaps <laughs> in a glitch in the matrix perhaps um anyway anyway congratulations on now having two rings on your finger to clack around and annoy you. us they clink clack. blaze can do it now you had a blaze do it at dinner it was kind of fun. i did i had both of them clinking their drinks with their rings very natural it's it just natural just like me Ugh, it made my whole body shiver. It was super fun for everyone. <laughs> um, yes, you got married. That's and uh, a lot of people were, I remember last week saying, can't wait to listen to the episode this Sunday. Um, and it ended up being another pre-recorded episode right. or live Surprise. episode. So this is the official one. Yes, I am married and I'm in a cat pajama outfit. Yeah, so things are going great for her. Things are looking up. Do you want to talk about your wedding? Sure. Um, a lot of people want to know what's going on. Really wild, really fun. There were a lot of Germans and Austrians there. There were. There were a lot. And um, they were a riot. One of them were a dirndl. It was a whole thing. My <laughs> one uncle walked around in Lederhosen and a sign that said Wedding Crasher. And the staff was like, is he supposed to be here? And I was like, I guess so. <laughs> At this point, sure. Just let him be. <laughs> um, we had Geo and Tonic was a signature cocktail. Yep. Um, it was fun. Em officiated. I they did. did. They did a fantastic job. I did. A lot of compliments. <laughs> I... Uh... I wasn't sure if I was going to make it funny or not. And then I was like, why else would I be up here? So once I got up there, I decided I was going to make a couple jokes. It was fun. It I didn't really know how funny. it was going to go. Well, some of the jokes I like 
forced you to say because I wrote them into the script. Some, yes. Which I was like, I feel free if this is like awkward or weird out loud, just nix them. But. I also, I made some of my own and then I was like, I don't know how serious Christine's taking her own wedding. So maybe I should ask her permission first. And so then the night before yeah. I like read some of them to Christine. And I was like, are you down with this? Is this okay? And it ends up being fine. And unfortunately the next day I was like, remember when I read you those? And I was like, I don't. <laughs> and I was like, oh good. Okay. Glad I got your kind of consent. Um, also, I walked Geo down the aisle. That's right. I didn't even tell M. I didn't know. It was kind of, oops, I forgot. Apparently, Christine was going to like face to face ask me once I got to Ohio. I wanted to like, but then you fell asleep in a chair in my house. Yeah. Right. And then I, so I didn't know until the rehearsal when the wedding coordinator was like, oh, you're walking Geo down the aisle, right? And up until that point, the answer was no, but nobody else was around to give her an answer except me. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely yes. happening. <laughs> Write that down in that, in that black pen and don't let anyone erase it. <laughs> Write it in Sharpie. Write don't it. show Christine just in case this is a mistake. <laughs> it was not a mistake. I had planned it out. Blaze and I planned that part out. And um, it was good. And Gio was, it was good. Yeah. He, he's clambered down the aisle. He did. I basically ran down the yep. aisle yep. because Gio, his anxiety came out and he didn't know what was going on. So he scrambled a little, which meant <laughs> I scrambled bit. with him. So, <laughs> but it was fine. And everyone had a great time. My mom was like, why doesn't your sister walk him down the aisle? And I was like, A, she's in high heels. B, she's 13 <laughs> and like eight pounds. Like he's going to just <laughs> knock her directly onto her face. I had already coordinated with Alexander's girlfriend to make sure that there were dog and or cat treats available. Right. Because once I walked down the aisle, I obviously had to be on stage. Right. So I had to pass Gio off to Allie. Right. And so I was like, I need you to make sure there's something for him to eat so he doesn't howl through howl. my part of the wedding. <laughs> this is about me and it's my about presentation. Me. Right. Yes. It was really great. And I don't have any photos yet, like official photos. Um, but I will say I have. OK, I OK. I know I said earlier I'm going to be like serious and then I wasn't. But like actually for real, real quick. Oh, OK. God, I keep doing this and then everyone's looking at me. It's so awkward. Um <laughs> So I will say I got a sneak peek video from the videographer and I wasn't going to share it because I've had like some pretty severe like body image issues over the last year. And so I was like, I don't want people commenting or like looking at it. But then I was like, you know, what? it's super fun and sweet. And I shared it and everyone was like super nice and kind and like nobody said anything negative. And I was very afraid because then Lisa Lampanelli shared it on her page. And I was like, I don't even want to read the comments because I don't <laughs> know. But everyone was very supportive and sweet. So I want to say thank you to everybody who went and looked at that on my page and like didn't say like, oh, Hey, Christine, you gained 40 pounds. Oh, my gosh. No, you look <laughs> very in beautiful. My, in my mind is what was going to happen. Not that I think any of you would do that, but they're, you know, trolls. You never them, know. So. Anyway, no, you look great. Everyone was so sweet and it was super fun. Also, your whoever did your makeup, she killed it because the next morning you woke up and you still had a full face of makeup on. I kind of clambered into my home, dragging the bridal gown behind me. And my mom was like, oh, no, <laughs> your whole family's already here. And I was like, hey, everyone. And my, everyone's like, wow, did you get up early and do your makeup? I was like, totally. You know me. Got up early and did my makeup. Yes, I did that, of course. It did. No, it lasted. It was great. Um, also, side note, that was my first time in Ohio. Right. And I've gotten a lot of people asking since before I even went if I was going to go to Grater's Ice Cream. Right. I went and it blew my mind. Oh, I'm so glad. I, I had. I would have been really sad. If there were seven different flavors that I wanted to try. I got through three and I was like, well, these these are just so good. I don't care. <laughs> and so I got all three of those and I had blast. <laughs> And I just wanted to, before people ask questions, because I right. definitely there, made it available on Snapchat that I was at Graders. For so. people on, for people who are wondering, what was I going to say? 
I don't know what. Oh, I was that this is all about me being in Ohio, not you. Right. Sure. Well, I was gonna say. Oh, for people like M who were like visiting for the first time, truly, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, I had uh, at our uh, wedding, we had um, like a Cincinnati late night food bar, so there were like Skyline Chili Coney's and Grater's ice cream and Buskin cookies. And so I feel like everyone got kind of a, a little taste. A taste of Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was a good time. Yeah, it was fun. You want to talk exhausting. about the bowling ball? Oh, yeah. My aunt shows up and she's like, normally, listen, she's like, normally, she goes, I listened to the beginning and end of your podcast. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know. I didn't know that she listened to any of it. I, I didn't like, know that any of your family did. Oh, also, and that's why we drank was quite the slogan in all of the wedding speeches. Oh, right. Every, Every single family single member person. was like, to Blaze and Christine, and that's why we drink. And I was like, oh, I guess Andy. Every, <laughs> Every single person said that. It was hilarious. Um, yeah. And my aunt came to the brunch and was like uh so she she got me like got us like a lot of really sweet wedding gifts but then she's like this is like a special one i want to give you in person and i was like okay and she's like it's very heavy and i was like okay and i took it and it literally fell to the ground because it is very heavy and i was like what is this she goes so i listened to the beginning and end of your show because i everything else is too scary and i'm like oh okay that's fair fair fair. um and she's like so i was listening to an episode where you mentioned bowling and i'm like probably every episode we mentioned bowling i was like oh yeah we talk about bowling sometimes and she's like, and so I thought of you because your grandfather, who's passed away, but she's like, your grandfather used to tell this scary story to me when I was three years old. And she like printed it out and gave it to me. And it's a story of like this ghost who goes bowling with a man's skull that he like decapitated, you know, classic German. Right. That sounds tale. something you tell your three year old. Right. A thousand percent. Yeah. She's like, yeah. So I've been traumatized by this. And I was like, yeah, I don't blame you. So is there like a German like child cautionary tale store that she bought this from? So she goes, <laughs> I found this and bought it for you. And I'm like, what could this possibly be? Right. She pulls out a freaking bowling ball with a skull in it, like an actual. Cle- it's like it looks like a ball. massive like how like a like a crystal like, ball like a crystal ball yeah it's like a it's a true clear see-through bowling ball with a skull inside it's horrifying not a real skull before people ask <clears throat> and then we had to i put i made blaze put it in a suitcase and take it home <laughs> so now it's in our podcast studio so thank you to angelica for that we love it i love it if it's right in no i was shown it and i was like if you don't want this please give it to oh, me Oh, please all right so that was oh i also want to say real quick yeah uh, the photographer i think he was talking to you and he's like oh yeah em told me about your show that's so cool and i was like oh thanks you know whatever and he's like do you think anyone would like because we're taking photos outside and he's like do you think anyone would be out there and i was like no and then we're out there taking photos and this woman walks by and goes christine and i was like do i know that person and she's like i love your show keep on rocking or what i don't know she said something and i was like Oh my God. And the photographer, David, just looks at me and goes, did it happen? Did it just happen? Oh my God. And I was like, I guess so. I didn't, I don't know who that is. So whoever that was, he recognized me in a bridal gown out in the front of the <laughs> But she's the only one who will ever get to see you in a, in a wedding true. dress. So that's true. Um, also when we were in Ohio, I also got recognized at mm. Christine's. I'm still offended by this. I was there four times before you got there and then it was a CVS relatively close to Christine's house. And so Allison and I needed to go to CVS to pick some stuff up. And all of a sudden this girl is like, are you M from the podcast? And I went, yes. And I was like, this is not the time. I literally just got off of a plane and then slept in Christine's chair for seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is not the time. <laughs> but uh, I looked like garbage and I'm glad she appreciated me anyway. And then we actually got an email from her. Her yeah. name is Kate. And she apologized for looking like garbage, although I did not think that, but I'm glad we both felt insecure in that moment. So it's so lovely. We shared when two people we shared share that together. <laughs> um, I thought that was funny because I go there all the time and I was like, 
I actually I'm so glad no one has because I all every time I go there it's like I roll out of bed and I'm like right I need milk and I don't want anyone <laughs> to see me this way yep so it was fun yes so that's that that's that on that also happy Halloween is there anything almost else? almost almost Halloween this comes out the this comes out the, the Sunday before Halloween. Okay, sure. And then we technically have Halloween 2.0, where it's the one after Halloween. Okay, sure. Okay, we get two Halloweens. Sure. Welcome to early Halloween. Welcome to early Halloween. Yes. Where Christine dressed up as a sex kitten. Yes, on accident. Don't act like I did that on purpose. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a crazy. Christine dressed up like a, some cat, like a combination of multiple cats. I have a cat onesie, and I wanted an excuse to wear it. And I showed up, and I thought about dressing up, and I was like, no, Christine's probably not going to be dressed up. And then I show up, and Christine's in a cat onesie with makeup on her face, and I was like, oh, I should have really dressed up. But she also not only had cider waiting for me and (laughs) Eva, she like Halloween the crap out of this place because we're sitting at a table right now that is just decorated in cobwebs and autumnal decorations. Listen, Blaze left me home alone. What else are they going to do? So uh, thank you for making it such a special occasion. Halloween is our our season, you know? Oh, yeah. We got our reason for the season. Our witchy little Eva here. To celebrate Aww, our little witch. Her first, I almost bought her a card that said "Baby's first Halloween." That was great. Eva's first Halloween. It's a good time. Oh, speaking of little witches, um, it was also Allison's birthday this weekend, Yay! and um, I know this is a long <laughs> one. Little witches. Well, my nickname for her is Evil Witch, which right. is just so loving and endearing. really precious. Um, but I will keep this short. But we, in the last episode that we recorded, it was believed at that time we were going to Catalina. And then the way that things got planned, it just was actually going to be much more chaotic logistically. Oh, right. There was like literally 11 different ways I had planned for us to get to Catalina. And then it didn't, none of them worked. And I was like, okay, plan L. And I was like, <laughs> we're going to San Diego. So I've gotten some people being like, I thought you said Catalina. You and lied to them. Yeah. What are you trying to make me look like an idiot? So no, I just wanted to correct things. Also, um, there were three things I want to talk about that I will do very quickly. One in San Diego, there was this thing called the, um, it was in Belmont Park and it was a ropes course where like you literally had to hang from like a zipline-esque oh. rope. Oh my. And then it was like different little obstacles that you had to like run across. Like they had like, oh, right. like you're standing up really, really tall and there's like a, like a, a shaky plank of wood you have to walk across or a rope course, but you're like in the sky and like, obviously you can't fall and drop, but it was very fun. That was like one of my favorite things that we did there. And we were the only adults because in hindsight, <laughs> everyone else was five. It's like that show. American Ninja Warrior. No, I mean, maybe, I mean, but I, I mean, that's wanna... what I saw myself. Right. As. I imagine that's how it was when you I took were like on two it. steps and I was I like, was I'm a ninja wipe out. But okay. oh, <laughs> yes, it was like wipe out, but you can't wipe out. OK. Um, oh, that's ideal. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I had, I usually am not impressed with like my like either gift giving abilities, or like my creativity with dates. But this one actually impressed myself. And I wanted oh. to recommend it to anyone in the San Diego area trying to really woo someone because I'm just I'm making myself I'm the official wingman. Um, so there's this company and this is not an actual ad, but they just deserve credit. It's called Beachfire Guys. Um, Beachfire Guys, I think, dot com. And I think it was Beachfire Guy, wasn't it? Oh, I, feel I don't like I Google it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I think it was Beachfire Guys. You're probably right. And it's this company where you can have them prearrange a fire out on the beach so in San cute. Diego. And so that was one of the things that I surprised Allison with and she didn't see it coming, but they had already set up this giant fire with tiki torches and if you pay extra which i did they also give you like s'mores fixins and all that so super cute by the time she we got out there you get like three or four hours out there and you text them like they have they set it up and then you text them and like 20 minutes before you're gonna leave and then they come and do all the cleanup so sweet so um 
I was pretty impressed with myself in finding that. And if anyone is looking for like a cute thing to do for someone they it's care super about, cute. I recommend it a lot. Then the third thing is I found this restaurant that I like can't stop thinking about. And like, <laughs> I'm telling you when I ate the food there, I know this is going to be dramatic, but we all know who I am at this point. I'm a Gemini. Um, it's called Extraordinary Desserts. And my first bite into that food, I actually, one, almost cried and two, called my mom to tell her about it. <laughs> it like really changed me. What? Like this. What was the dessert? So, um, the whole place, by the way, it's like truly looks like food right out of Food Network. Like it looks like it's art and you should not be able to afford it, let alone eat it. Right. They give you like a, a paper and pen for you to write down. You get to walk by all of it and then write down the things you want. And then you go to your table and you give the list to the waiter and he brings you back one of each. And uh, the thing that I had both times we went was um, this blueberry cheesecake coffee cake with strawberries and blueberries on top. Oh, that sounds good. Like, I usually have a hard time figuring out things that I would put on my like my death row last meal. (laughs) Like if I get five foods, what would I eat? That went all the way up. That's absolutely one of the things I would eat. Holy shit. Hands down. And it was so good. And I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm a tea drinker. And it was also a tea house where it had this menu of like. 20 different types of tea like iced tea or hot tea both and like it comes by the kettle or it came individually it's like i just had a freaking blast at this place so if anyone's near there go for it in san diego in san diego yeah what's it called extraordinary extraordinary desserts sounds like a show it should be i watch it anyway i wanted to steal your thunder and talk about no no i'm glad we did i'm glad we did it deserves its own mention um okay so this is our halloween episode and i know that our intro is long but i promise this is all on brand it is. Okay, so here we go. So, well, first of all, I'm going to give this to you. I don't know if this is going to make it into the recording, but I got you little Halloween gifties. Hold on. What the? I hid them in the secret location. You, ah! <laughs> no way! Wow, you really, like, pulled an M and just, like, surprised the crap out of me today between costumes and decoration. Here's what happens when I don't have a wedding to plan. I, like, just oh, have to this plan, is a new you. plan other shit. Aww. This is for you. So sweet. And this is for Eva. Eva, Eva gets a whole bottle of wine. Yeah, Have sorry. fun, Eva. I didn't. I was like gonna put a Lacroix in there, and that felt kind of weird. So <laughs> I just left it empty. Okay, so mine is a neon green, neon yellow bucket with a Frankenstein, and Eva's is a neon pink with a kitty cat. <laughs> oh, a little black cat. And then so, there's little fun candies. glow in the dark Reese's cups and oh, yeah. monster peeps and a taboo list instead of a to-do list <laughs> and stickers and a little stuffed man so you got a little bird man and then you got a little bird lady <gasps> we have a bird couple oh, that's so nice <laughs> and says a mustache <laughs> also i forgot to tell you this cobweb is glow in the dark and so are your reese's so taking my breath away so i want to make sure moment by moment as many things as possible were glow in the dark oh and a card should we read this later Sure. It's, sure. it's okay. not very exciting. It's just a little. <laughs> Baby's oh, Eva's first Halloween. Handsome, handsome devil. devil. It's actually also very good wine. So you got wine that describes me. So we both win anyway. One time I did buy that um, for Allison, and she's like, "Really? Is this supposed to be like this is about M?" And I was like, "Actually, yeah, that was my joke." But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good well, one. Well, I feel like a real ass. I didn't bring anything. That's Stop why it. This- last year you did a whole video that everyone keeps finding on YouTube, and I was like, "Okay." Oh, we're gonna repost that for sure on yes. our friend anniversary in a couple days. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. okay cool. Well, this is early Halloween, so early Halloween, I'll right. see you post Halloween. I'm just step one yeah. um also before we start on our stories i have a f- couple jokes that i found about halloween oh god is there. it the fucking arm joke Spooky again that jokes. you always tell at all the That's live a shows great joke and you know it at multiple live shows she's done the my arms are tired from flying in here and it's and the, it's killed every it's time killed because well 
it's killed because M goes, that's not funny. And then everyone laughs at M. <laughs> so that goes. I'm the real punchline. Goes real well for us. So these are from funology.com. Okay. Why didn't the skeleton want to go to school? Because mm. he had a femur. Well, that's pretty good. No? No, but it's good. I like it. Oh. His heart wasn't in it. <laughs> okay, now this is when they get real weird and, like, I think four-year-olds wrote them, so... Can't wait. We'll see. Or, you know, us. Well, or you. Or us. When is it bad luck to be followed by a black cat? Um... I will advise you don't think too hard about that. Oh, um... When there's cat food around? I don't know. When you're a mouse. Close. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do ghosts eat for supper? So nothing spookheady god <laughs> they just get worse like this there's one more and it's the worst one best worst who's to say what do you do when 50 zombies surround your house pray what you hope it's halloween <laughs> <laughs> okay that's the best one though i know it's my favorite that one has a little wit to it i hope like whatever child said it was like with a hand on their hip yes exactly <laughs> and it had two exclamation points and then i forgot that i also had one more thing for you guys i got you one more gift what i watched hocus pocus <laughs> eva and i are so happy you almost just choked on that cookie i did i watched it thank you to everyone who has yelled at me about it and it wasn't because of you guys oh clearly you didn't even tell us you were gonna do it i mean not you guys i mean it wasn't because of everyone who yelled at me about it got it which was not you guys a lot mm -hmm. of people on the internet were yelling at me and i was like i'm not gonna do it but and i did the fear that we were worried about is that because people had forced the mm -hmm. opinion into you that it was going to be a great movie mm -hmm. it might have been overrated so i wrote down some of my thoughts <clears throat> okay so this could go one one of two ways <laughs> the main <laughs> character banks right right he's like ducky from ncis do we know this okay just making sure we all right is it ncis no 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 it's it is ncis oh. but isn't ducky i think ducky's the no 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 ducky's the old guy oh ducky's the old guy oh what's his name he's um shit you're right you're right you're right you're right I didn't know that. You guys just blew my mind. He's definitely, he's a, the nerdy one, the dorky yeah. one. Yes. And Binks that, or like the main guy, Zach, Max? No, Binks. Binks. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's definitely. McGee. What's it? McGee. Yes. Sorry. That's the one. McGee. Yes. Okay. I did not know that. Step one. Um, at first, I mean, every time I've heard of this movie, I thought the witches were like the good guys because they're always the characters you see. And I oh, was just like, what? What a, t what a table what a turning twist. for you. And then they like <laughs> actually literally hanged them in the movie. And I was like, what the yeah. frick? Like, I thought they were going to go poof. We 1993 was a wild yeah, year. They did not mess around with that. Um, I wrote, they hang them WTF. <laughs> um, my favorite character are the grunge kids, like the 90s grunge kids. Definitely my favorite characters. Um, I was a little weirded out by some of the like virgin like teen sex stuff yes but you know it was the 90s i get it and sarah jessica parker being like i want teenage boys or whatever i was like right Woof. okay can i hang them on a hook and let me play with them yeah yeah, yeah. it was a little like oh keep okay. in mind this was right at the this was the year before her carrie bradshaw right set like what? before sex and city came out so this was about. technically her audition for oh, sex right. and the city. they were like you nailed it they're like wow you want teenage boys i know just the show i will say i got emotional at the ending Mm -hmm. it just was very like it took me back because i was didn't think i was gonna get emotional and i feel like a lot of the charm is that it's the nostalgia of it so i yes. feel like i missed out on kind of the like childhood right. experience of it but i enjoyed it overall and okay. i did it for you too yay <laughs> so stop yelling at me and mailing me dvds everybody <laughs> okay that's all i have i'm gonna stop trying to like force no my... that was that was all worth it 
well all worth it welcome to halloween episode well i one. also i also knew that this was going to be a, a lengthy one because we were going to talk about your wedding i knew some halloween stuff would happen at some point right shopping for humans is hard but shopping for your dog is easy thanks to bark every month they deliver toys and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled at bark they send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month whether it's their fun plush toys from BarkBox or their ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, they give your dog exactly what they want. And for a limited time, they'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com drink. That's right, you can sign up now at BarkBox.com drink for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So I did something a little different Ooh! and uh, I tried to think what was like the scariest thing in my life when I was little. <gasps> I mean, I feel like I have a couple guesses, but well, the answer is my mother when she, <laughs> so oh. when she, when not, I mean, only when she would get mad, but like the thing that I was most afraid of oh, in, sure. okay. in general as a child was like, oh, my mom, I, I didn't know what me. kind of direction we were going with that. Well, we're going in um, my mother's personal life. Ooh. Where I specifically asked her to tell me her stories. I love that. Oh, Linda. These are my mom's true crime and paranormal personal stories. Oh, hells yeah. Think of it as a listener's episode on my end of just my mother. Of Linda's stories. So we know they're like from the source. From the source. And literally, if you notice, I usually do bullets. This is literally me free writing as she was speaking. So you're getting basically her voice. Fantastic. Which means it might not make sense. Um, so. It'll make so much sense. Just grab my mom a wine and I, glass and then it'll make sense. My mom and I have this weird, like, if there are any medical doctors out there that want to, like, solve this case for us, let us know. But my mom and I both have this weird thing where the older we get, we just stop. We just don't know how to say words. Like, just random. We'll just replace words with completely different words that have no context or meaning. And um, um, is that called early onset dementia? I think so. <laughs> because, like, mean? I used to make fun of my mom all the time for doing it. But now, like, in the last year or two, like, I do it all the time all the time and so like i'm definitely turning into my mother and like or like what do you mean like actually... no like if, if if my mom were saying like oh i went to the gas station she would mean grocery store oh i see like just totally just neglecting an actual just, like, word and just mad living it putting yeah mad yeah living it left and right. if it's called the mad lib disease i got it um <laughs> it's now called the m disease okay. it's called someone find me a doctor because <laughs> like <laughs> it's only getting worse okay so i tried to I tried to like avoid any of that in these. So there are one, two, three, five different stories that my mom has gone through that fantastic came right to the top of her mind. Um, some of them I have mentioned before, but this is the from the source as detailed as possible version of it. Cool. 
Um, would you prefer paranormal or true crime first? Or we can do a little weaving. Let's do a little weaving. A little. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Weave it in and out. So there are three true crime. Ooh, so and we'll do true crime. So we'll do a true crime, paranormal, true crime, paranormal, true crime. Fantastic. So. I like um, how the one episode you do true crime is Halloween, which is like the one episode where I'm like, shit, I need to focus on something not true crime. <laughs> okay good <laughs> well i just thought like you know i have gotten a lot of um dms on i think instagram and kind of a combination of everything but people have said like you know what are your personal stories right. and then they've heard me talk about my friends personal stories and they're like i know linda's got some shit so when do we get to hear about that and i was like oh, right well. now my thought was i would wait till for like mother's day and make this a mother's day episode right. and like just say all the wild shit my mom's gone through but i was like you know what now's the time give the people what they want yeah i don't want to wait till april no may May. May. Uh-oh. Okay, so here's the first true crime one. So this was in Fredericksburg, where we live. Mm -hmm. And this was when I was a little kid. I'm not really sure of the year, but I was young enough that I remember her telling me this story all the time. But I was also, I had to have been like maybe five-ish, I okay. guess. So she, fun fact, my dad is a chiropractor in Fredericksburg. And he has a lot of his client base are the police department in Fredericksburg. Oh. And so they around this time they had all actually become friends and started partying together and they were all in their like you know late 20s they were also kind of like partiers when they weren't working and so my mom and dad had just come from a police party mm -hmm. party with a bunch of police officers that had just become my dad's clients that sounds like a good time it apparently or it sounds like a really bad time well, i can't decide well my parents both really liked partying back in the day and yeah. so i'm imagining it was a great party i know i imagine because it's like you could go either one or two ways like super fun like let loose police officers or like police officers who were like oh it was let loose no it was let loose knowing okay. my mother it was let loose um, i mean so, linda was there she wouldn't be at a boring party she's not a stickler for fun mm -hmm. so uh i guess she had just come from a police party that night and she was actually preparing for another police officer's birthday party that <laughs> night what's going on in this town <laughs> so fredericksburg's lonely wow um Sorry, the Milano got me. I thought it was like, <clears throat> Fredericksburg is lonely. It's really choking like, me I up. I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All the police officers. I was like, shit, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Well, so I guess my mom had just bought, um, like, you know, do you know what Adirondack chairs are? Yes. Like the long, the plastic ones, the, like the long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The plastic version of They're Adirondack like chairs. Like kind of Cape Cod-y yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beachy kind of wood chairs. So she had just bought a couple of those and she was parked out front of a, um, so my mom was out front of a grocery store and she had just, or by that, um, do you mean a gas station? Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say one of those. <laughs> Interesting how that'd be like the first sentence of this story. <laughs> um, so there was a, like a party store next to it and she was in like the main parking lot for that whole strip mall, I guess. Right. She had just come out of the party store and got um, some plastic Adirondack chairs that were definitely too big for her car, but she was trying to fit them in the trunk. And um, she assumes that that was the beginning of when um, someone spotted her because she uh -oh. took a long time in the parking lot. And uh, she says she was also dressed in a, in a way where it was really hot out. So she was wearing short shorts and not that, you know, what you wear does not matter. I'm very aware of that, but her opinion in this story is based on how i was dressed this might have been when someone noticed me sure um so she spent a long time in the parking lot trying to get these chairs in the car then she went into the grocery store and as soon as she went into the grocery store she saw someone else come in who was a very creepy looking guy 
who had a short crew cut, really thick glasses and a baseball cap. And she said that he was just super creepy. She's never had a gut feeling this strong. She could just tell oh, that God. he was just bad news. And um, he was following her all over the grocery store. He had his own cart, so it looked like he was grocery shopping. And wherever she was in the store, he would always find a reason to, like, lean over her and oh, her cart on. to, like, reach for food. I mean, this was also the 90s where I think fuck politeness wasn't such a common sure. opinion. And so... It's still hard. Yeah. Still hard. And so she didn't say anything. She says that she, like, gave a couple dirty looks to, like, say, like, I know what you're doing and I don't like it. Right. But she never vocally said anything. She just kept trying to avoid him. But he kept following her and finding reasons to, like, lean over Ugh. her and brush against her body. What the fuck? And, um... She finally got to the checkout line and she was reading a magazine and she remembers her like her inner thoughts saying, you need to pay attention to your surroundings right now. And so she put the magazine down and she looked up and she couldn't find him. Uh oh. And so she this is the only time she's ever done this, but she went to the cashier and went to ask for the manager and said there was this really creepy guy. The manager said, do you want me to walk you out to your car? And she said, yeah, I want you to. And so while they were walking to the car, she was describing the creepy guy. And the manager said, it sounds like that guy over there. And the guy was sitting in his car that was parked right next to my mom's uh -uh. car, which is why she thinks someone might have noticed before she went in. Right. And then like pulled the car up. And the car was parked in a very specific way where it was almost like diagonal or perpendicular uh -uh. to her car so that if she were to get into the driver's seat and open the door she would have triangle cornered herself in uh -huh. to his side passenger seat and he could have pulled her into the car what the frick and so uh the manager watched her get in the car and uh said call the police as soon as you get in the car and lock the doors i'm not gonna leave until i watch you lock the doors and drive away and so she called the police or she called like the dispatch she and had said a cell phone what year is this the early 90s oh shit my mom loves her gadgets so thank god for that but linda is like fucking on it but so, that guy did not plan for that she probably he was probably like what is this contract <laughs> what's this gizmo what's that bedazzled blackberry it's probably too early for that <laughs> what is this no you know what? Uh, probably a uh a, a razor a palm touch oh a palm pilot a palm pilot fucking hell yeah he's probably like what's this palm pilot you can talk to the stylus is We'll know, we'll know how outdated some of our listeners are when they're like, what's a palm pilot? I don't want to know about that. My sister asked me what a floppy disk was, and I was like, get out of here. <laughs> um, so she got on the, on the phone. She was driving back to the house, and the dispatcher said, try to lose him and try to drive her. You know, don't drive near your house. And uh, said... Uh, <laughs> Oh, sorry. I, I thought you meant the manager at the grocery store said that. And I was like, oh, Jesus. No, the like, dispatch. Okay, I get it. I get and it. so uh, the dispatch said... Uh, if you want to make sure you definitely lose him or get him away from you, drive straight to, we have our hospitals called Mary Washington. Mm -hmm. Go to the Mary Wash emergency room because there's always police there that are on call. Oh, sure. So if you drive to that area, there'll be a cop there. And then she lost him. But the funny ending to the story is that the person that was the dispatch that was on the line talking to her was actually someone that she had met at the police party the night before no. that had done a tequila shot off of her. No! <laughs> that makes it the most Linda story of she all She said, time. it might not be a tequila shot. It was whatever comes with whipped cream, like some sort of apple pie thing. So, oh my yeah, God! That was how my mom ended that story. But she lost him. That was all that matters. Oh about. my God. That's terrifying. So The description sounds like a serial killer, like crew cut, thick glasses, baseball cap. Yeah, like, just like the like creepiest a, guy. One of those sketches. So that's that story. Oof. Um, okay. Would you like one about, well, I guess they're kind of the same. One about Jesus or one about God? I mean, you know. Oh, Jesus. no, no, I have to pick one. I was going to say, you know, I love Jesus. And then there's God. So 
You're right. You ruined that joke for me. Um, God. Okay. Let's start with the father. Start with the father. And also, I will make a disclaimer here that my mom uh, does not necessarily identify in one belief system compared to another. So um, weird that this thing, that this would happen to her, I think, because she's not someone who's very devout in any way. She identifies as Jewish, um, hence why I identify as Jewish. But I mean, we're very open minded to all beliefs. So I don't want this to. Sure, sure, sure. You know. Okay, so. Uh, my mom had uh, a friend who was much more religious than us or just religious at all means much more religious than us. And my mom was curious about, you know, starting our relationship with God or, you know, forming any version of religion. And her friend gave her a Bible and her friend said, you know, you should definitely read this, you know, just so that way, if you, that way you can make a, like an educated opinion about it. And you should also meet with my pastor but the ma- the pastor was all the way out in Maryland, and it was a 90-minute drive. So my mom had called the pastor. She's not in... Oh, yeah. Never mind. I forget where Virginia is. Never mind. Figured it out. Yeah. Just... It's like an hour and a half away. Or it's really not that far. It's... I always forget those states are actually close. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. So the pastor was like... The pastor was like 90 minutes away, and so it was kind of a far drive. And so my mom had spoken to the pastor on the phone, and the pastor said, you know, you don't actually have to come to a church to build your relationship with God. You can just kind of, you know, start one yourself. It's all about just having communication. And if you, if it ever falls on you to, you know, just start talking even in your car, just, you know, say, hey, God, just, you know, what's up? And so my mom was driving home on the Beltway one day and she just decided she was going to start talking to God. And she remembers specifically saying, okay, God, I'm going to try talking to you. <laughs> and uh, she was saying, I don't know if there's like, I don't really know what I want out of this. I just want to see where things go. Like, what are we? Um, <laughs> but, I don't want to uh, put labels on anything. It's like, I just want something casual right now. <laughs> um, and so she was saying like, I, I don't know if I need a sign. I just want to know that, you know, you're here with me or, you know, just give me some sort of sign. And as she said that, like right over where she was driving and it just came into her view. There was this massive car accident ahead mm-hmm. of her. And so had she, if she stopped short, she wouldn't have been able to stop short in time and she would have crashed into the car into the cars in front of her. And so she, it's kind of hard to describe, but she remembers jerking her steering wheel really, really hard. And she was going like easily 60 miles an hour. And do you know what a Jersey wall is on the highways? It's like those really thick concrete barriers oh. that like only have like a, like five feet of space in between yeah, them i didn't know that's what they're called but yeah it's like there's no way you could aim and there's no way like even if you aim there's no way you would successfully drive through any of them but the way that my mom steered the wheel she doesn't really remember what happened but her car moved sideways and fit perfectly through oh, the shit. concrete uh through the jersey walls and um she's like there's she swears she's like, there's no way I I don't even remember seeing them before I was going through them. There's no way I could have aimed. I don't oh even God. have good vision. Like she should have basically out of fear swerved and just Driven hit concrete and just wall. gone into a car accident yeah. anyway. But so she ended up perfectly fitting, like with only a matter of inches between the walls and her car on either end. Yeah. She slid through them and then the car swiveled around and like spun out and then halted on its own. And so when she like looked up, she assumed she had hit a a tree but she had actually crashed into a field of three crosses <gasps> and uh then she looked behind her to see the accident and the driver that was behind her was in the process of 
not being able to stop in time and crashed and killed the people in front <gasps> of his car. Oh my God. Which means if she had not spun out, he would have crashed into her car and oh killed her. Oh my God. That is terrifying. So she actually had a couple meetings that day that she wasn't able to make because she had to be a witness and like right. be there for the cops. And she actually was on the scene and being interviewed for a while. And then by the time she got out, she had some time before one of her next appointments. And so she'd gotten there early. And while she was driving to that appointment, she started talking to God again and was like in a, in a non-funny way being like, ha ha ha, that was funny. Like, I like maybe you mm -hmm. like... I see, I, I asked for a sign and then that happened, but mm. like, I, I don't really know if that was just like a weird coincidence. Like, I, I think like the only way I could believe in this is through like, you know, you got to give me some sort of like a series of miracles or something. Like, otherwise I'm, I just, I'm too unsure of things. Like, I just need a, a like, God, Lydia, you almost just crash your car. Don't ask for another one. She's like, I need a bunch of miracles oh to God. be able to, un to understand that you're actually listening to me <laughs> and like showing yourself. So anyway, she got to this appointment early and the receptionist was like, oh, well, you know, he's not ready yet, but why don't you sit down? I'll get you a magazine. And so she sat down in the lobby and the receptionist brought her a magazine and on the cover it said 12 miracles. Ooh. And that was my mom's, I guess, aha moment of like, okay, God, I get it. Like, you heard me. <laughs> and uh, that's that on that Oof. for one paranormal story. Jesus. Um, The next one is uh one of her many famous hotel stories not love, the one where she these. drowned the place she said this is probably if besides the stalker um in the grocery store this is like one of her more scary or experiences oh my god so she was visiting california and she was in a hotel where she doesn't remember the name but it was all white and historic and it's a, like a famous hotel and it starts with a c she thinks but she doesn't remember do you um, know where in california east bay um, Never mind, I don't know. Uh, she said that she was there for business and all of her colleagues were downstairs at a meeting and her whole job was to be at the end of everything was to pay the bill at the end of this trip. Right. That was like her big responsibility she had left. And since all of her colleagues were downstairs, she went up early and she went to a ho into her hotel room by herself. And right around the time she closed the door, a couple minutes later, she heard a really wild banging on the door. And she asked, who is it? And these two men very loudly started screaming, not safe for work, guys, started screaming, we're going to fuck you. Oh, no. And uh, she didn't know what to say. So she was like, I think you have the wrong door, the wrong room. Like, I'm not who you think I am. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, bitch. We just saw you with your long hair and red coat walk into this room. And we're oh! going to bend you over and do some very graphic things. Oh, my God. And she was indeed wearing a red coat and had long black hair. So she called the operator and nobody answered. She called the operator again. Nobody answered. She was screaming in her hotel, hoping someone else would hear her, that there were men trying to break into her room. And they were continuing to tell her what they were going to do to her. They actually were banging on the door so intensely that they broke the lock on the door. Mm -hmm. So just the chain was keeping them apart Great. from her. She called 911 and she had a... Uh, like a keychain Swiss Army knife. Right. They didn't see what the knife was, but she had a knife. And she said, I have a fucking knife in here and I'm going to cut your fucking balls off if you come in. And so they, she looked in the peephole because they had backed away and she thought that they had gone into another room, but they had actually uh, were in the staircase where the staircase goes and they were hiding in there. Oh, for fuck's sake. And before they went and hid into the staircase, they pulled the fire alarm. <gasps> so... 
my mom's big fear at that point was like other women are going to be coming out of their rooms right. now and she, they're going to shove... use the elevator they're going to yeah. use the stairs so i guess um luckily that wasn't actually their plan their plan was just a distraction in case the the security came they just right. wanted like a pile of people in their way so luckily that did not happen however that was like a big thing my mom was afraid of the cops ended up showing up before any hotel security ever did and she reported everything and the security showed up 30 minutes later <gasps> And she ripped them a whole new asshole. I'm sure. And uh, she was like, you have been gone for 35 minutes since the police got here. The police have been here. Like, you know, I asked for you guys to be here an hour ago. Where were you? And do you know what two men can do to, to be... one woman, to one woman in an hour or in 30 minutes? To be in a fucking building. Like, it's yeah. not like they had to travel there. Exactly. And so I guess I didn't get the timeline right, but either that night they were like about to leave or the next morning they were going to leave. And since her job was to pay the bill for the hotel, it was like for 20 different rooms. It was like a $15,000 bill for the hotel. And she ripped it up in their fucking faces. (laughs) And she was like, do you know what could have fucking happened to me? And like, you guys aren't even apologetic or anything. For God's sake. And, um, and so apparently this was also a hotel that back in, this was 1990, she said. Mm -hmm. And back then like spas or, you know, that that kind of world wasn't always involved in hotels, but this was a hotel specifically catered for women. And it was like a like they were marketing very heavily and that they had a spa. Oh, sure. And so she was like, this is a hotel where like this is catered to women like this could happen again. And um, like in vulnerable positions, like yeah, at a spa, right? at a spa. And so surprisingly, she actually said that um, a month later, police did call her and say that they had caught those Whoa. guys and arrested them. So thank God but they had tried. They were trying to do it again to another woman that was there for a christmas party jesus so who are these <clears throat> fucking hooligan i don't know who they are or where they are now but that was her Let's hope they're sorry about that locked right up but she says that was one of the scariest I things mean, that ever happened breaking the door like actually and successfully no one is answering breaking a the door. phone that's like true nightmare yeah yeah um oh god so the next paranormal story is about jesus <laughs> i think we could like use some jesus right now after that story so my mom was still on her search for God because apparently like what already was going on <laughs> nothing wasn't convinces enough. her. <laughs> and so she, my mom also like, if there's nothing my mom loves more than me or a glass of wine, it's Tony Robbins. Oh, I didn't know this about your mother. My mother like has passed like the master university or whatever it like, is. My mom met your mom one time and was like, she's really into Tony Robbins. <laughs> my mom is obsessed with Tony Robbins. Like pretty sure if Tony Robbins was ever available, she would have married him. Oh my God. Um, so she loves Tony Robbins. She made me go to a, a seminar of his. I no comment. Um, but Tony Robbins, I'm wondering is, how this ties into Jesus, by the way, I'm like, Oh, very, because she thinks Tony Robbins is Jesus. That's where obviously. I thought we were going. <laughs> um, no, my mom loves her empowerment and her life sure. coaches. And Tony Robbins is just, the Listen, man fit for her. And she's doing great. So it's working. You somehow. know what? I'm pretty sure at this point she's gone to enough Tony Robbins meetings that like Tony Robbins knows her. Like uh, I probably I th- like she's been going. S- she's also not a, a wallflower. So. She's like, oh, she's not at all. Right. So. And she's like done the fire walk a bunch of times and the pole jump and all that. She's <laughs> very <Jesus> into <laughs> it. Um. Anyway, on her quest for God, she was at a Tony Robbins meeting because <laughs> where else do you go? <laughs> Um, oh, that man does it all. And so he had a specific conference uh, called Date with Destiny, which apparently is one of the more luxurious events he hosts. Oh, my. And at one point in the seminar, Tony Robbins did this thing where in hindsight, it was some sort of hypnotism. Uh, that's the best my mom can call it, where you have to think about um, 
basically he has you thinking about very like small things about like trying to get you like to totally like tunnel vision in and focus on oh, sure. small things so it's like think about your hand think about your oh. foot think about your hand when you were five what did it look like what did it think about your foot when you were five now think about it when you were seven when you were nine think about like uh, when you were little, what was a happy experience when you were little? Think about like when you felt most loved, what you were most proud of. And my mom, for some reason, like could not think of anything. And so she had like <laughs> a mental breakdown in the middle of the seminar. And um, oh my gosh, everyone was like thinking of happy moments. And she was just crying her eyes out and apparently like hyperventilating where she was like her exact words were wiping the snot off of her face. Aww. My mom had a past. <laughs> she She is a strong woman. Um, but she could not remember anything really good in that, in that moment, at least like she definitely has had good moments. She just right. can't remember any, I mean, um, there's like a lot of pressure on you at this like point. She at least at one point discovered ice cream. Like right. she's okay. Um, <laughs> there was a highlight somewhere <laughs> in there. Um, Got it. and so she was having to think of all these like really specific things. And, um, she remembers being told to think about the pressure on her feet releasing from the ground and then pressing her feet into the ground, and releasing it again just a lot of breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. And he was giving this guided meditation about a place that had any impact for you. And basically an animal guide was going to come find you. Right. So her animal was a bird and the bird grabbed her and took her to Rio at Christ, the redeemer, the statue, the statue with the, it's a basically, apparently it's, she said it's a statue of Jesus the size of, like, the Statue of Liberty, and his arms are out. It's, like, very iconic white statue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen it before. I've just, I've never been. I've never been either. But so in her, like, hypnotic state of just, like, crying and thinking that nobody loves her and she can't think of a moment where she was proud, and this bird took her to Rio wow. at the statue. Had she been there? She had been there, yeah. but, like, I don't, I can't imagine she went to that place and it, like, religiously impacted sure, i mean yeah, she's clearly yeah. like does not know where she is on a spiritual level in right, this place in right. her life and so it like brought her to that spot and she was crying because she felt like nobody ever loved her in her childhood and all of a sudden this statue came alive huh and jesus hugged her and held her and talked to her and told her that she was never alone he's always been there and she was so worthy of love and she's still says even on the phone today when i asked her about this she said it's the most loved she's ever felt in her entire life she's never felt a hug or being held so strongly ever since oh my god she says that she tries to remember the feeling all the time she remembers the joy and the she says the joy the content the love i still think about it at night and i'm convinced god was speaking to me but uh, and she was like she said even though i was crying my eyes out and everyone else was having a really happy experience. I'm the only one that got hugged by Jesus. So there, (laughs) so there, Tony Robbins, that is a great story. Um, but so, and for those things to happen to someone who like still isn't like a devout anything, it's very interesting. It's like affirming almost like, you don't need to know what you're doing. She's like, he's, he's got it. (laughs) Someone's got it. Um, so then my last story is, um, the one that I have mentioned before, um, the DC sniper, right? Which my mom was almost a victim of. Hoping we'd get to this story. Well, hope no more. So my mom was prefacing the whole DC sniper with like asking if I remember anything because her memory of like when she realized that the DC sniper was a big deal and I had been hearing about it at school. I was ten. Right. Um, she knew that it was a really serious thing when apparently the grocery store that we would always go to. One time we went after school. And she told me that I had to lock all the doors when she got out of the car and I had to hide under the glove compartment 
And she remembers me asking to borrow her cell phone so I could call the police in case I saw her get shot. Uh, uh, Which I don't remember. But I do remember that time. I remember like me and I remember my friend Cole. Um, I was with him one night and I remember his mom like told all of us in the car like we have to run into the store. But when we get out, just run. and Don't look back. Great. Oh, my God. And so like I remember little things like that. But I, I didn't remember being in Ohio and being scared and like I was not even in the vicinity. So I can't imagine. And, uh, and I remember that whole year they had like black paper up on all the windows oh, in the schools and like <gasps> all of our PE classes had to be done in our actual classroom. So I remember that whole year we just did jumping jacks, like by our desks, like just so we would have PE, but we weren't allowed to leave. And then we had, um, a lot of our teachers were ex-military. Right. And so usually we would go outside and do carpool at the end of every day. We were all in our rooms and like military teacher by military teacher would like this is terrifying be a wall and like have us like run to the cars and do you remember anything eva because you were in virginia too you know i was just thinking i think we were i do remember it and i just think we were so sorry someone yelled at us for not (laughs) for not having a microphone for you i i definitely remember the that time frame and i think we were not that we were that we weren't worried about it but that we were so far out in the country that we had less fear i think it was less like direct yeah yeah because we had i mean our the places we went were like such small like country stores too Uh, a lot of the times too i mean we definitely had big parking lots and things like that too but most of the time we were going to like on dirt roads still stores so i don't think we had that like same direct but i definitely remember watching what was happening and being like oh my god this is so i feel like yeah and being that age of like you're like learning about oh shit really terrible death exists and this is how it happens to people who don't deserve it right and so um Uh, I remember that. And it was also Fredericksburg was a specifically scary area because we are right between D.C. and Richmond. So we're usually like a hot spot, like we're right off the highway. Right. So usually if things are happening in D.C., if they're going to happen in Richmond, they happen in Fredericksburg first. Like it's it's, like a trans. Yeah. It's like a lot of like um, like a lot of drugs come through Fredericksburg to go between the two cities and stuff like that. So and sex trafficking is a big thing. Yeah. But yeah, so we were right next to the highway. So that was just something that people were really concerned about. But um, all that being said, my mom's story with it is that... Oh, right. I'm, like, already scared. I'm, like, we haven't even talked about Linda yet. So um, there was uh, my mom, her territory. She's a financial advisor. I'm not going to say where, but that's her job where she covers a lot of territory and travels a whole lot. And she travels specifically in the DMV, the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, um, which is exactly where this guy was. It was also his territory, apparently. And so um, my mom's situation with it was that she dropped me off at school one morning and right across the street like maybe not like two streets down across the street like still within like basically view of the school there is a a gas station and there were two cars in front of her it was like obviously morning rush so people were waiting to their turns to get into the for the gas my mother because she was linda um was in a hot pink pantsuit uh, Linda, I like how ev- we've gotten like little snippets of like she's wearing a uh, hot pants, like she's wearing super short shorts, she's wearing a red coat. She's wearing and a she also hot pink- she like literally just had like the dispatch do like a tequila shot off of her the night before yeah. at a police party. I mean, like, and I imagine what was a crop top. I mean, I just like everything all- she did was just like growing into another twinkle into another twinkle of what would become this podcast. Like she just had a child to report all of this to everyone else. She was like molding us before we ever knew. Yeah. She had no idea, but also she was forming a child with quite a a past's past. Fair point. So she was, uh, waiting in line to get her gas at the, um, 
at the gas station, obviously, not the grocery store. Thank you. Um, and she was checking her voicemail and she got a call from one of her clients. I'm just going to say his first name was Bobby. And usually Bobby was a like really chill, nice guy. But on this particular day, even though it never happens, he was pissed off. And so my mom was really paranoid and was like, oh, I need to call him. Like, I'll just get gas later. Like, I can't I can't handle this. I got to go. And so she went to, she was like, maybe she was late for the meeting or something like that. But she frantically was just like compelled, like, oh, I can't handle this. I need to get on the phone right. with him and get to work. Priorities. So she was the next in line for the car, right. uh, for the gas. She was just waiting for that last car to fill up. Even though that car was done with their gas, she backed out and she pulled over so she was still on the parking lot but she like pulled over by the corner right where she could like check her phone for bobby's number right and so she was still on the lot and saw what happened and basically as she backed away another car came onto the lot and pulled in to the gas like where her, she was before to the to the pump where she was going to be at right because now that that previous guy had driven off it was now available because oh, she sure, backed okay. away yeah so someone took her place and got out of his car and went to pump tank and that was the guy that got shot and holy fuck and her reasoning for why like it was going to be hers because she was in a hot pink pantsuit and she was like that's an easy target and sure. she was like this guy was setting up to be able to shoot me i got away like i drove away five feet and then this guy came in and his gun like was probably already spot. set up yeah. so he just wait so it happened while she was there yeah so she saw it happen holy because she was still she only backed away and then pulled over and then this so guy just got out just of his car moments later yeah and so it would have been what her. What was that like? Like, did she have to stay there too? And yeah. Like, so she had to, uh, this is, that's horrifying, dude. Yeah. That's, and I mean, I don't even know what it would, my mom's like, she's a very emotional person in some ways. And then like, I guess when things are like too hard to handle, she just like, doesn't think about them. Mm -hmm. She like compartmentalizes too well. I think my mom's still. And so I feel like I could have asked her like, what did it feel like to know that that could have right. been you? And I think she just doesn't let herself think about it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so the guy took her spot. He got shot. And then the thing that she actually remembers the most is as soon as it happened, she already had her phone out because she was about to call someone. She called my school to be like, hey, someone literally just got killed in from the sniper, like two, two blocks, blocks away, away yeah. from this from the school. And they said, oh, yeah, we already know we're in lockdown. And she's like, how do you fucking know? I literally just watched the guy die. Like, there's no better source than me. How is the school already under lockdown? So. That was like, that's her biggest memory of it is just like impressed that the school was on top of shit. Yeah, seriously. Um, so she basically had to wait as a witness and every witness had to stand at least 10 feet away from each other in different circles because they didn't want anyone's stories crossing. Oh, um, so she, and she actually is one of the only people who ever saw the actual car because at that point in the DC sniper timeline, they were still looking for an unmarked van, like a white van. Oh. And she's one of the only people who ever saw the cranberry car with oh, so old-fashioned hand car. lights. Holy shit. And she was actually on the original witness list, but she never got called. Um, Fuck, dude. Prob and probably because she, my mom has, like, no vision left. Like, she's, like, got really fucked up eyes. And so um, they probably, like, just realized that her vision was not well. And so, like, her testimony probably wasn't it. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, but so she's one of the only people who remembers the car. And she remembers because she used to... Um, one of the things, one of the companies she invested in was like a company that leased out trucks and ships and things like that. And so a lot of their cars would always be parked out front right in that area. Yeah. And so she always drove by and just saw what cars were sitting out there. And that car was sitting, that car was, had never been there before. And she oh. was like, that car doesn't it like stood fit. Out. Yeah. It doesn't fit in with the rest. Yeah. 
And so I don't think she actually said anything to the cops. I think she just kind of felt like, oh, they must have put a new car on the lot. Um, wow. But she's one of the only people who remembers seeing the actual car. Holy shit, dude. So all of that is why my mom drinks. And why I drink now. <laughs> and why Eva drinks. Oh, my God. Those are great stories, though. Yes. I'm sorry it went long. No, it's good. It's it was like a variety, too. I feel like like we didn't. You really like spice it up. Listen, happy Halloween. I mean, it's very scary. All of it was very scary. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast-branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. Okay, we're back. I will say real quick that um, it's really hard to pee in this onesie. Mm. And do anything, apparently. hold anything. (laughs) Hold an object. Thank you, Eva. Um, I went and got these. So Blaze's dad and mom threw this like beautiful rehearsal dinner and they got us these as like kind of a joke like a kitschy they got us um they had a table full of these like turvis tumbler wine glasses they're super cute they're like it's for christine's love of wine (laughs) um and then they had blaze's favorite gummies in them and everything was going super great until um 
my stepmother decided um, to give a rehearsal dinner speech. I didn't know if we were talking about this. I just thought I'd throw it out there because we didn't mention it in the beginning. And now that I have these glasses in front of me, it all came rushing back. Okay. I was intentionally avoiding it in case you did not want to talk about uh, it. But okay, let's go. Listen, we're talking about like extra mother figures in our lives. And I right. feel like Ellen's I mean, we're talking good. about scary things. It was scary, a little scary. Very scary. So Everyone was all, a little scared. She shows up. I mean, I know she doesn't listen to this far in. I don't think. Okay, great. She shows up <laughs> with her dress completely unzipped and is like, um, oh, she has a mink throw on like a mink fur coat situation she Allison walks in are the ones that zipped her up oh i know <laughs> so she walks in she walks over to alice and says hello and fucking rips her mink coat off and it's like am i zipped and allison is like oh no no you're not and all like, the way down to the to the, to the bum and then so allison zipped her up we're at the rehearsal dinner i haven't even told you this so we have this be First of all, my mom shows up in this giant handbag with apparently 45 framed photos of me, just different ones that she gathered from the house. Yes. And she walked around her house with this giant purse and just like dumped photos of me in and then went to Blaze's parents' rehearsal dinner that they had set up and put photos of me all over the room. Like, Without not, Blaze. Not Blaze. <laughs> like me as a five-year-old. Like, just random household framed portraits like, of you. Dusty framed photos of me all over the place. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, it's a sweet sentiment. She gives her like speech and it's written on a legal pad. She calls me <laughs> her living doll. Twice. Which, which really made everyone a little uncomfortable. Twice. She'd never done that well, before. The whole time, I'll, you... You tell your part first, and then I'll give, like, the audience opinion. Don't you worry. (laughs) So, I mean, and I saw everybody. I was like, and poor Blaze's parents have never met her before. And I'm like, oh, great. So, she's giving the speech, calls me a living doll. I'm like, this is not a shocker to anybody. She's just weird. And then, um, at the end of the speech, she gives a toast and i'm like okay i wasn't terrible she and she'd asked for a second glass of wine and i'm like that's weird because she has two glasses of wine and i'm like it's not that weird but it's like she's about to give her speech and she's like excuse me waiter i need another glass of wine so she's like two full glasses i'm like that's odd so she's giving her speech she says toast cheers whatever throws i mean like literally throws her head back and like faces this glass of wine like linda at a police party yeah just i mean picture it picture it <laughs> fucking faces this ball of wine turns around and hurls the glass into the granite staircase behind her and just shatters everywhere and the whole place just goes fucking quiet and you hear renee go ah shit and, I was like, oh. and then of course i jump up and i go i'll clean it and everyone's like christine sit down and she says i thought everyone would get more excited and i was like what the fuck is happening and then the server comes over first of all she's a real bitch and she walks over and she looks at me and she's like I have never seen anything like this. And I was like, I didn't do it, lady. <laughs> and she goes to my stepmother, like, what were you thinking? And my stepmom goes, oh, it's family tradition. And I was like, no, no, not, I don't know what family, but it's not ours. So anyway, it was quite an experience. I just wanted to throw that out there. Now you can tell your side. Um, my side is I had never met your stepmom, but I was prepared. I'd heard some stories where I was like, oh, she's, she's a little different. That's fine. And so also I'm from like a wildly like dysfunctional family in many ways. And so I was like, this is nothing I've never seen before. Sure. And so I met her and, um, I forgot about the mink part, but yeah, she was doing that. She had that. And then she, uh, asked us to zip her up. I made Allison zip her up. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-mm. Um, I tried to help her with the pictures. She was very actively against me assisting her at all. She was like, this is my job. And I was like, okay, sure. You can. Okay. This it's is like, your job that no one assigned. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't have to help. That's fine. And so then we all, I, I was sitting down at a table with all the Christine's like, um, hometown friends and who I'd met at the bachelorette party. And I feel like I'd met, I'd met Renee before mm-hmm. and I was with Lisa and zandy and Allie, and so we were all together and at first like we were all kind of laughing because we all thought like 
oh, she's like being her quirky self. Yeah, I like I didn't think there was any harm to it. And then like she called you a living doll. And in my head, I was like, oh, that's like definitely an inside joke. And I just don't get it. Later, I found out there was I mean, it is no- now. Now it is. But <laughs> it <laughs> Which was- I am a part of. Right. <laughs> but I just remember being like, this is just something I don't understand. But I'll like I'll chuckle along because like obviously someone gets it, but no one got it. Everyone was apparently laughing out of like it's just very strange. I was like, <laughs> I've known you for 21 years. And like, well, my favorite part was she also she didn't know how to pronounce your name and she was like she was like oh i'm christina's christina's uh stepmother oh but i don't is it christine or christina and i was like she was saying it out loud to people and i was like listen if you don't know by 20 years this is not the moment to be fair my family all calls me christina and i think sometimes she's like i don't know what to call you in front of other people and i'm like call me christina you literally that's what you call me like that's well from the audience view we were like this is i didn't even exact opposite reason this is the exact opposite day to like in, in the middle of a speech to figure out what the name is. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, that was kind of funny. The living doll thing. We we're like, oh, that was kind of funny. And then she like <laughs> did the cheers thing where like every because I don't drink, I got the best view of the whole house where like I, my head wasn't tilted back sipping in a cheers. I was watching her and she like literally faced this whole glass, like you said. And then she actually like kind of charged at the yeah, <laughs> she took a running step, like a step. <laughs> and then she like threw with all her might and the whole thing shattered. And that was when all of us were like, oh, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> we were like, oh, no. Do you know who the only other person who had a better view than you was the videographer who I happened to hire? <laughs> and I was thinking, why did I do that? There's no reason I hired a videographer. Like, there, and you're like, oh, yeah, there was a I was reason. Like, there, there were, <laughs> I was like, there are a couple of speeches. Like, it was fine. You know, my dad, like, Blaze's dad said a really sweet speech and it was like, fine. And then the guy was like, well, I'm just going to, because he's like, I don't really, people don't like themselves being taped eating. And I was like, okay, fair. So we just kind of hung out. I was like, damn, you know, like, there's no reason I paid extra for this. And then that happened. And his eyes just... You're like, like worth every penny. <laughs> his eyes literally lit up. And I was like, tell me. And he's like, don't worry. And then he played in slow-mo for me like four times. And he's like, I have a whole plan for this clip. And I was like... And he goes, wow. And he like stayed long because he's like, this is a riot. And he's like, I wish I could go to the wedding tomorrow. And I was like, okay, that's actually kind of a nice compliment, I think. I don't know. I mean, like, truly, if... If that's the worst thing that happened at your wedding, you had a great wedding. Yeah. And I mean, right. And at least it's a story. And then at the end, my favorite part was she, before she walked off, she went tradition and then just walked off. She's like, oh, it's family tradition. <laughs> and I'm like, who are you telling that to? <laughs> anyway. Um, but before I know you're not going to be you're too humble to say anything. But Christine did a very nice thing at the rehearsal dinner where she had remembered at the cake tasting <laughs> that Blaze had a very specific interest in an amaretto cake. Right. Yeah. And that ended up not being their wedding cake flavor. But she remembered that Blaze just went fucking bananas for this cake. And so at the rehearsal dinner, Christine made an effort to already have an amaretto cake designed for Blaze and presented to his family at the rehearsal dinner. It was Yankees. And they all got, there was a baseball on top of it. And <laughs> we tried to eat it, by the way. It was styrofoam. So, oh, yikes. <laughs> heads up. Heads up. But no, she, I know she won't actually say that on her own, but she, it was very cute and very well thought well, out. Thank you. Um, yeah. That's very kind. And thank you to Renee for going to the bakery and the hotel and screaming at everyone for me when things weren't quite going as planned and they worked <laughs> out great. <laughs> so thank you guys. Oh yeah, that was fun. I forgot about that. It was a little overshadowed by my stepmom, but what is, what is it? You know, that's my life. It's our lives when you have an, you know, right, right, right. Extra mother. Sometimes things go their way. I have an extra mother and two extra fathers if you're counting all the past ones. Yeah. So. <laughs> I am. It's fun. I Dysfunction am. is fun. That's why fun's in the word. That's why Em and I have a podcast. <laughs> okay. 
anyway the end Moving that on. was my halloween story oh <laughs> it was yikes. it was scary, scary yeah <laughs> okay i actually do have a halloweeny story for you guys today okay these I'm cobwebs sorry. are gonna be sorry. the end of us my laptop is wrapped in fake spider webs hold on for one moment okay so this <laughs> sorry my wine is in the way it's okay um what when isn't it yeah <laughs> fair so this is um a theme i did something different too where i like picked like different stories and made like a little montage love it a little melee if you will this is a uh series of ouija board related murders yeah <laughs> so there were a lot and i was like oh at first i was like taking all of the stories down and then it got so long that i was like holy shit i have to like hand select <laughs> stories because there were so many which is deeply disturbing but yes let's begin so these two stories i got from one of my favorite websites mysteriousuniverse.org mm. just a fun time uh weird shit on there it's great so this is an article by brett sponsor and i'm gonna read two excerpts not i mean i'm gonna read them but i'm gonna relay two i hear you two stories that he told in the article okay so first story on November 8th, 1933, a woman named Dorothea Irene Turley and her 15-year-old daughter, Maddie, who lived in Prescott, Arizona, decided to play with their Ouija board. Is it Ouija or Ouija? 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 I'm sure it's... I Actually, I've been told that it's... Um, I don't know how to say I just I just say Ouija board, which Ouija board. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure is not accurate. So, because we... Isn't it like we and ya, like German and French, yes? Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm trying to say, but I don't remember words. I think well, there's some there's some way that no one actually pronounces it that is the correct way to say it. I'd say Ouija well, board. Well, then we're absolutely not going to say it that way. Okay, great. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, so Dorothea was a, reportedly a regular user of her board and a firm believer in it. Uh, she consulted it for a wide variety of purposes in her life, um, including financial advice. Uh, she tried to find buried gold with it. Like she just, She's using it for all the right reasons. All the right reasons. Um, and so during the session with her daughter... Uh, at one point, the planchette hovers over the board and spells out instructions for Maddie, the 15-year-old, to kill her father when he's finished milking the cows. <gasps> so Dorothea is like, oh, well, you got to do it. And the daughter's like, no. Clearly. Obviously. She was looking for a way out of that relationship, wasn't she? <laughs> Seriously. She's, she's like, well, like, the board says. She's like shoving the planchette, <laughs> like, kill. <laughs> um, and she's like, apparently, she said to her daughter, quote, the board could not be denied so well clearly how do you argue with that i don't know so the board actually reassured them that no one would find out about the (laughs) The board was like your mom's right no one will find out don't worry i won't tell i promise (laughs) like you secret is safe with me so the two even allegedly went as far as to contact the spirit uh with cards they were like well maybe if we contact him with like tarot cards but the spirit confirmed that yes he wanted them to kill her father Got it. so when ernest turley the father comes in from milking the cows maddie takes a shotgun and blasts her father two times in the back blast as he's doing chores and he didn't die right away which <gasps> is just very upsetting he died two weeks later at the hospital and the mother and daughter pair were arrested for the crime and maddie claimed it was all an accident she said she was walking around 30 feet behind her father when she tripped and the gun went off but Authorities were not even a little bit convinced because he had been shot in the same spot twice in the back, like very close range. So that did not fly with them. So Maddie finally buckled. She confessed that the board had ordered her to do it and that she could not resist its dark power. 
Dorothea was also arrested, and then it came out that she had actually wanted her husband dead because she ha- was having an affair with another man. There it is. So she did one out of that relationship. Yeah, so you caught that real quick. <clears throat> and also, like, leave your fucking daughter out of it. What the hell? I know. Just kill him yourself. No. <laughs> well, but I mean, don't make your 15-year-old I know, I know. do it. Like, truly. Like, well, the board made you do it, not me. Like, what? Anyway. That's just extra manipulation on top yeah. of an already horrible situation. Exactly. So in the end, Maddie, the 15-year-old, was sentenced to a state reformatory school for attempted murder. And oh, she, my goodness. I know. And she was paroled. I mean, she did shoot him twice, okay, you know. Fair, but, fair. yeah. Received parole three years later. And Dorothea was convicted of assault with intent to commit murder. Yeah. She, like, even knew she wasn't going to get in trouble for murder because she made her daughter do it. It's so fucked up. Um, with intent to commit murder, for which she got a 15-year-to-life sentence. But it was overturned a couple years later by the Arizona Supreme Court, and she was freed. Mm. end of story end of story twisted by the way these are like some of the light-hearted ones like there are some in there where i was like whoa really like, yeah there's somewhere it got like real messed up and then like racism came into play like oh, just like no. really dark deep topics where i was like this is gonna be it's it has to be like its own episode um okay so fast forward to 2001 on the night of February 11th, 53-year-old Carol Sue L. Baker is using a Ouija board with her daughter, Tammy Roach, along with her two granddaughters, aged 15 and 11, at their home in Minko, Oklahoma. Carol Sue apparently receives a message from the board that her daughter, Tammy's husband, 34-year-old former mayor of Minko, Brian Roach, was corrupted by evil and had to die. Oh, a lot of scorned women, it seems, it's so just far. just like these guys are minding their own business you know and then it's like mm, he's full i hope allison doesn't use a ouija board (laughs) is this what you're always telling me not to i think so i just don't want allison near it at the same time as you em is corrupted by evil (laughs) the order was apparently so compelling that the woman fetched a knife went to the room where brian was napping and stabbed him in the chest how compelling can you be when it takes like 10 seconds to do a letter by (laughs) letter sentence although you know when you do play ouija board and it's like building up to a word and you're like oh no like yeah. it's spelling the word thank god ours has never said kill it's like k ours I. just literally spells gin gin yeah it's like i like dogs and it's gin like, i have a dog named gabe and i like gin oh, yeah it's like true. what else do you like whiskey yeah <laughs> it's like okay alcohol yeah we get it we get it i'm sorry i needed a sip oh eva if you want some wine feel free sorry i brought this for you just in case i'm such an ass i like didn't even no actually the lid is super cool because it has a little like oh an open close yeah it's like a nice little sippy cup jesus blaze's dad uh described them as almost turbis because <laughs> they're did. like off brand <laughs> do you so, make more of the blue ones no these were actually the only ones left and like i didn't get any so we went like digging for some because i was like i want one and blaze didn't get one either because like we were busy so i know aren't they kind of cute oh sorry oh yes finish it please <laughs> don't worry i brought another one <laughs> it's Come on, this isn't this isn't your first this time here, Eva. Amateur hour. <laughs> also, I bought this because people remember I posted the bottle on Instagram or something, and everyone was like, "Have you tried the dark one?" And it looked oh. kind of creepy, so I bought it. Is yeah. it good? I have no idea. Oh, we're gonna find it. I like it. It's really it's a lot more intense than. The oh, is it? But it is good. Mm. A lot more intense. What the hell does that mean? You'll have to find it. Da, da, da. Like more bitter, more sweet. It's just more like um, like uh, I don't like know, a stronger flavor, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's it. A more robust. <laughs> robust? 
there it is i mean i'm a connoisseur i know i'm linda's child i like know what's going on you it's like in your bones whether you like it or not like just through osmosis i kind of know what it tastes like (laughs) like mm, oaky you can just look at me and be like not my thing yeah Mm, too oaky for me okay so sorry i had to get you some wine well somehow i forgot to offer it Somehow it just slid right down my gullet. Too, too busy drinking it to offer it to anyone else. Okay, Eva, now you down that and then run over to a marble staircase and just shatter <laughs> this the This is sh- why, wait, it actually is really fortuitous that they brought plastic tumbler wine glasses. They knew. And my stepmom fucking smashed the restaurant's glass one. <laughs> they were probably like, great, glad we equipped her with a plastic like, one. like, should have given it to her five minutes earlier. <laughs> oh, by the way, at dinner, at the fucking wedding, we're getting served our dinner. My dad is giving a toast and I just see this glass shatter on the ground and I look up and my stepmother is sitting there and she goes, I just see her mouthing words because she's too far away and I just see her go, it wasn't on purpose, I swear. And I'm like, how many fucking like, glasses? Of course it was on purpose. It's family tradition, yeah. you living doll. Yeah, you living doll. You gotta <laughs> stick to your guns if you're gonna say it's a tradition. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, let's move on here. Okay, so, she gets the knife, she stabs him in the chest, and the others just stand there and watch as he bleeds to death. Oh, kind of like how people just, like, watch glasses shatter. And yeah, just... and just quiet down. <laughs> And don't react. Did, like, the killer then say, tradition? It's family tradition. You wouldn't understand. Uh, Sorry, I don't want to overplay that. I just, it was just a perfect timing. A perfect time. I was going to make a joke joke. about him not being a living doll anymore, but that's too much, I think, maybe. I don't know. Oh, it makes you cringe, but it was also well, well, well wit. Do you like when I say I was going to say a joke to, like, test it out without getting the brunt of, like... I mean, you'll probably just hear everyone else across America go, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Brian was no longer their living doll. Uh, He bled out, unfortunately, and passed away. But apparently Brian's death was not enough to satisfy Carol Sue's bloodlust. Because then she decided to turn the knife on her own 10-year-old granddaughter. (gasps) Frantically trying to kill the girl before Tammy, her daughter, managed to stop her and get the knife away. Oh, no. Then all of them, all four of them, so grandma, mom, and two kids, 15 and 10, get in the car and drive off. Tammy is hoping to help her mother, like, escape from the crime and is like, what the fuck are you doing, mom? Like, why would you get in a car with that woman? I know. That's what I'm saying. Let's get in another car. to attack your daughter, like your 10-year-old. Yeah. Let's enclose ourselves at top speed. So guess who's driving? Grandma. Yep. So grandma's driving, and she intentionally plows into a signpost in an attempt to kill everyone in the car because now she's convinced that they all need to die when that didn't work she carol sue who had suffered two broken ankles in the crash tried to shove her 15 year old granddaughter into oncoming traffic and that also didn't work so she hobbled off with her broken ankles into the woods nearby stripping all her clothes off as she went then Law enforcement arrived, and they were like, what the fuck is going on? Like, nobody... This is literally the scene they walked onto. Right. And they and were like, like, it's family tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, grandma has her way, so it's fine. <laughs> she... Okay, so she's caught. She's wandering right. through the woods naked. Right. So she's caught, um, charged with first-degree murder in the death of her son-in-law, sentenced to si- time at a psychiatric hospital, and then Tammy was convicted of being an accessory to murder, but that was dropped later. Okay. And then in the aftermath, authorities... Like, looked into Carol Sue. She had no history of mental illness or strange behavior, no sign of drugs, no alcohol, uh, no substance, no history of substance abuse. They, no sign of domestic problems. Like, none of them disagreed even or, like, didn't get along with each other. It was, like, otherwise a really happy household. And so there was literally no strange, like, 
just the Lip board this overcame the them. board. Like there was nothing weird in the. So they don't know what happened. They still don't know. It was never figured out. What, Almost like a possession. Like what came over her? Yeah, but she claimed basically from the beginning to the end that like the board made her do it. Um, Assistant District Attorney Brett Burns in the county would later say, "Quote: It's amazing how the grandmother was able to let this Ouija board consume her life." So I think basically they just think she got so wrapped up in like believing it that when it gave her this like command, right. she just was like, "Well." That's what I have to do. And right. like, there's no other explanation. So that's the second story. Mm. Now we're going to take a little side road into a different territory of Ouija board murder. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you know Detour. there were so many <laughs> sides of Ouija board murder? Because I did not. I didn't either. Yep. So we're traveling back to 1994. Oh, good. And at this point, Stephen Young, a 35-year-old insurance broker, was on trial. So the murder has already happened. He's on trial for the death of Harry and Nicola Fuller, who had been found dead on the floor of their home a year earlier. Nicola had been shot three times and Harry was shot in the back at close range. So there's like this brutal murder that this guy, Stephen Young, is on trial for. The jury hears the case and then they go to the hotel where they're staying. And as the other jurors slept, four of the jurors grouped together around a homemade Ouija board that they had made from a piece of paper and a hotel room wine glass. This is literally us on tour trying to like talk to ghosts. Completely <laughs> it is. I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, getting me tips, uh -oh. getting me tips. <laughs> except a little more fucked up because they decided to try and contact the murder, the souls of the murdered victims. Oh, that had been you know shot the year before gotcha so one juror named ray um took charge of addressing the spirit and it identified itself as harry fuller the the man who had been shot mm -hmm. ray asked who killed you and the glass spelled out stephen young done it oh he, specific yeah he said facebook Let's he facebook said him. how well the guy's on trial stephen young oh and it's 94 <laughs> well so i guess neither that. way it's gonna work also that but i mean stephen young's literally the one that they're on trial that's they're the jury for yeah right so they said uh the glass said stephen young done it and then ray said how and the glass spelled shot so the jurors were like what do we do what do we do and then the glass apparently spelled out vote guilty tomorrow so by the end of the seance some of the jurors were crying if you were like shit we like really went too far this was inappropriate and then uh what they ended up doing was going to their rooms and agreeing not to tell anybody else including the other jurors what they had done but a few weeks later, a headline emerged in international papers uh, across the world that read Murder Jury's Ouija Board Verdict, and people were fucking furious. Yeah, um, it just sounds like someone planted. It's horrifying. Just chose to tell everyone that. Wait, what do you mean? Like, it's, I would imagine, like, someone using a Ouija board, like, just spelt that out, just hoping other people would be freaked out. Yeah, I mean, I think people were pissed, like, why are they using a Ouija? This isn't a joke. Like, That's fair. But my know? first thought is, like, oh, it's a, it's a trap i don't know i mean the guy was guilty anyway like i don't think there was really a question whether he had yeah uh yeah i mean i don't know i don't know people were just pissed because it's like this was one of the most high profile trials like in and the Ouija world involved and then these jurors like make it kind of a tabloid headline i don't know um so the case ended up being one of the most high profile examples of juror misbehavior in the world i read a really interesting bit about like juror misbehavior which apparently is like very common like one time they found out during a like high profile trial half the jurors were playing sudoku like they had all shared like their sudoku book and we're all like doing sudoku while this guy was talking about like somebody's murder or something Jeez. like people i don't know apparently shit goes down with these juries and actually this jury that used the ouija board was already the second jury because the first set had been replaced 
because they had been played a tape of the emergency call that Nicola Fuller had made between being shot. Like, she got shot, and then she called 911. Yeah. Um, and they played that, like, tape, and it's, like, deeply gruesome and upsetting. And I guess they the jury only lasted one day before one of them was like, I can't do this anymore. So they already had to, like, basically retrial the whole thing. Gotcha. So the judge asked for an entire new jury after that. Um, and the problem with juror misbehavior is apparently it's really harmful and costly, especially with like a high profile traumatic case like this one, because you have to do a whole retrial. And so that puts everyone, including like the judge, the staff, the accused um, witnesses, jurors, like the families through like they just have to start the entire process over again. So like it's expensive and it's also like re-traumatizing everyone. So basically, they had already replaced the whole jury and started over. And then, right as they're, like, finishing up the trial, they find out that these jurors are, like, fucking using Ouija boards and, like, trying to contact spirits and, you know, whatever. So they had to start the whole thing over again for the third time, which was just really messy. Um, and in the end, Stephen Young, either way, was given two life sentences for the murder of Harry and Nicola Fuller. Kind of upsetting, Nicola Fuller's father said, the Ouija jurors made a complete joke of our daughter's death which is just devastating. Um, but one author actually speculated that the jurors weren't trying to play games. They were simply trying to find a way to cope with the gruesome ordeal they were being faced with. So who's to say what their like motivations were, but either way, like they done fucked up. Right. Yeah. 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 And finally, this one is a story I found a long time ago and I had it bookmarked and I was trying to find a way to tell the story and it was too short to like use as an episode. And I thought this was the perfect way to do it. Um, it is a story of a Ouija board being used to convict a murderer. Yeah. From atlasobscura.com. Mm, my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite website. Really? Yeah. Oh, good. And mine's <laughs> Mysterious Universe. We just combined our... Yeah. Our faves. Okay. <clears throat> so this takes place in Greenbrier County, West Virginia in 1897. Um, January 23rd, 1897, a man named Erasmus Trout Shoe, who worked at the local blacksmith shop sent a boy from the shop to his home to check if his wife, Zona, needed anything from the store. So the boy runs on his errand to Erasmus's house, and when he gets there, he finds Erasmus's wife, Zona, dead on the floor of their home. And he's like, fuck. So he runs... <laughs> I mean, maybe not, but... <laughs> Can you imagine a little boy? Fuck. <laughs> what do they say in 1897? Oh. You think of that while I drink my wine. I have no idea what they would say back then. Probably something more godly. I mean, to be honest, I just picture the word fuck, but like with those like gothic letters, you know, like old timey, old like English. Spongebob starting his essay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just F. F. So the boy runs back to the blacksmith shop and is like, fuck, your wife, <laughs> fuck, your wife is dead. And OK, so this is where I was a little confused with the story because they changed Erasmus to Eddie. I don't know if that's like his nickname or what because they didn't specify, but I'm just going to call him Eddie because it's a lot easier than saying Erasmus's every right. five seconds. So I assume that's his nickname. So a doctor is notified. Eddie grabs his wife's body, carries her upstairs to their bed, like holds on to her, is like grieving, never leaves her side. The doctor doesn't have time to do a full autopsy for whatever God knows what reason. So he does a hasty autopsy, which hasty and autopsy are not two words i imagine should go together if i were to ever have an autopsy done on myself i would hope the exact opposite of it the, the exact I, I do not want it to be hasty hasty <laughs> a very unhasty autopsy if yes. you will right so they do a hasty autopsy and they determine now get this i can't determine wait. zona's cause of death to be quote everlasting faint everlasting faint 
it just like just fallen over and can't get up it's just that bullshit of like oh women are just hysterical and she just was so hysterical she died <laughs> well sometimes people think that's gonna happen that will maybe be my obituary but doesn't matter <laughs> this isn't about me sometimes i feel so hysterical i'm gonna die it's okay <laughs> so everlasting faint now i know what to call it next time it happens to me right everlasting i'm sounds- sorry i'm i'm suffering from everlasting faint right now guys it's gonna I'd be wild actually really appreciate it if you were a little more conscientious and aware of um this, like disease i'm going through oh my condition Uh uh-huh yeah Uh uh-huh of what faint something everlasting everlasting faint faint. yeah okay i'll try to be more listen i'll try to educate you but like (laughs) it's really not my job there's only so much we can do at this point so if i don't know it by now i just probably don't want to know it like maybe maybe so zona's body is transferred to her parents home about five miles away eddie has dressed her in what he said was her favorite dress beautiful high neckline gown and he complimented this gown with her favorite scarf. Wow, fashionista. <laughs> wow. I was like, well, this is a very specific detail. Um, during the entire viewing before her burial, Eddie held his wife's head sobbing. Zona's mother, Mary, is like, something is fucking going on with Eddie. He's being a bit weird. Turns out she never trusted him. Didn't even like that they were getting married. Like, from the beginning, was not on board with their relationship. But there's nothing she could do. Zona was buried. And Zona's mother, Mary, basically after the funeral, prayed night after night, begging the spirit of her daughter, Zona, to cross back over and speak to her. Because she was like, I have unanswered questions. I need you to appear to me and tell me what really happened. So she just knew Eddie had something to do with Zona's death. She, like, she could feel it. And she had no way of proving it. So finally, after nights of kneeling and praying, Zona appeared to her. She said, Eddie did this. He crushed my neck. He squeezed a life from me. And then this haunting went on for many nights. She appeared to her mother every single night. And finally, Mary notified the authorities. And she was apparently so, like, convincing that they actually agreed to exhume the body and do a full autopsy on the corpse. So the local school, a full, an unhasty, this one time, mm-hmm. unhasty autopsy. The local schoolhouse, this is just like a detail that kind of cracks me up and disturbs me. The local schoolhouse was emptied of children. So that they could perform the autopsy. In, <laughs> All right, kids, clear out. Inside. <laughs> You're doing PE outside today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of your sniper story. It's like the opposite. <laughs> the local school house was emptied. Zona's body was carried in. And the entire time, Eddie's screaming, you'll never prove I did it. And Mary's just like, did what? Because like no one has fucking like accused him of anything. Right. Yet. He's just like, you'll never prove I did it. Right. Um, he's like already speaking for himself before anyone's yeah, question like, time. defending himself. And she's like, did what? So when they performed the autopsy, it was confirmed that Zona's neck had indeed been broken. Her throat and her windpipe had been crushed, which now makes sense why he put her in that high neck collar and was like holding right. under her head and sobbing and like wouldn't let anyone near him. and Around her neck. Yeah, around her neck or her head. So they found out her windpipe had been crushed and her throat had been crushed. So when the case went to trial, the defense brought up Zona's like ghost sighting and was trying to make her seem insane by being like, listen, you can't trust this lady's testimony. She sees ghosts or she thinks she sees ghosts. But um, the jury was so convinced by the story that like it swayed them to believe her because they were like, this sounds very convincing that she saw this ghost, which after this Ouija board story, I'm like, I mean, to be honest, it seems like they're very paranormally right inclined inclined um they believed her story and erasmus was sentenced to life in prison where he died only three years later mary never saw her daughter zona's ghost again and nobody else had ever reported seeing her spirit but her body was once again buried and zona is now known as the Greenbrier ghost and his her story is the only known case in which the testimony of a ghost helped to convict a murderer 
that's so much more information than when I told the story. That was like, you told the story. Mm-hmm. No, I told, you didn't. Yeah. What the fuck? No, I. But I told like shit. So, I don't remember that. No, probably because my information was so shitty compared to that. You like, I didn't know any of that. Which, I which episode was it? A whole episode? It was. It was some. No, it was an episode where I told like multiple Ouija board stories. Oh or shit! Or something. I don't remember. It was a while ago, but I remember Zona, and I remember it was like. I remember oh, like my bad. I literally just was no, so tunnel vision. I was like, this story has been in my bookmarks for two years. <laughs> I remember though you saying when I told the story, you're like, I've had that bookmark. Oh, I didn't know how. <laughs> but no, it, no, it's fine because like the information I got was such shit compared to yeah, that. At the beginning, you were like, yeah, yeah, and I was like, uh oh, M knows the story. Not only did you know it, apparently that's why I was like, oh it. yeah, like because I was like, yeah, it helped convict a murder. Bad. No, 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 but like I didn't know anyone's name the only thing i knew was that a woman found out about her daughter's murder and then they exhumed the body and like it oh, confirmed yeah. but i didn't know anyone's I name i vaguely remember that i didn't remember i didn't know the neck thing like wearing a high collar or her have, hugging her i know any of that so oh phew i, I live in we fear. did a revisitation it's amazing that we do completely different topics and somehow we still cross like it's like it's like it's meant to be it's like, like us. it's fate fated to be together mm-hmm. anyway so those are my ouija board murder stories for Love the week it. happy halloween 1.0 1.0 so thank you everybody for listening we have a couple things to say mm-hmm. <laughs> surprise we have something to say um who would have thought um first we recently and by recently we mean last week and it's already out we uh did an episode crossover episode with is this adulting yes mental health comedy podcast our and friends Stephen and Chris. We have both individually been on that show, but this was our first time together yeah. for their Halloween episode. So we talked about a whole lot of things. We talked about different uh, favorite candies, favorite movies. We talked about weird Halloween costumes we had. One of <laughs> the ones that made an appearance was uh, when I dressed as white trash one year and I mm. went in a white garbage can and my mom literally glued garbage on me. <laughs> um so you know if you want to enjoy that, that story just barely barely missed the cut for the linda's traumatizing <laughs> experience oh, one day i'll just do a whole episode maybe for mother's day i'll just like nothing paranormal i'll just tell you all about how my mother raised me and how i came to be oh me too and then that's we'll a scary really story on its own show um but so, yeah if sorry, you want to no. if you want to hop on over to is this adulting they're really great we really like them it was so, so fun and like i felt really honored because they were like well we were doing our halloween episode planning it and we thought oh well they have to be on and i was like that's such an honor that yeah. someone thought we were the halloween steven on the show is also one of the many people who have sent christine a dvd copy of focus pocus correct and i had already watched it by the time it came up in the show so you hear me lying through my teeth saying I'm never going to watch that. And I'd already watched it. Oh, yeah. you a, you're a sneaky I was, snake. I like the blood drained out of my face when he's like, well, what about Hocus Pocus? And I was like, fuck, I was hoping this wouldn't come up. <laughs> but well, um, in my individual episode with them, I talked about um, 90s kids toys that I was still nostalgic about. And I talked about a Game Boy Color in that like purple see-through like skeleton color. Yeah. And I always wanted it and my mom would never let me have it. Because she said it was a boy color. Haha, ha, mom. Ironic. Um, <laughs> Look what you did, Linda. <laughs> and so uh, his wife actually had one. They mailed it to me in one so of our sweet. fan mail videos. So, so sweet. they're very good people. So please go um, support them. Super fun. Um, next thing is uh, we have a Facebook Live literally right now at 3 o'clock. <laughs> um, so please I go to an event. That. So I think... I Hopefully think, people will come. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this Listen, I heard right away. I saw Eva RSVP'd, so like, you better be there, because it's going to be a fucking rager. <laughs> so it's no police party. 3 but. p.m. Pacific Standard <laughs> Time. And because we're usually so not prepared, I will make sure that we are prepared 
this time around and our Facebook Live on November. Uh, M has a planner on the oh, table. Oh, yeah, I have a planner now, which means we're actually going to be so much better about dates. Um, November's Facebook Live is going to be on the 18th. Cool. So November 18th oh, at 3 p.m. Sweet. PST. Did we already plan this? Yes. Great. It was when I frantically called you about the rest of the year. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Good times. Um, another thing. Uh, is this the most important news? No, not yet. No, the most important news is happening now. Oh, good. Cool. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm ready for it. Oh, okay. Well, um, I didn't know about these little bucket things, but Eva, I got you a present. Oh, that news. Okay. I have other news. Okay. Also about Eva. I mean, Christine and I both got this for you, but it's in my backpack, so I'm going to claim territory. Um, so, well, because usually, usually on... Sorry, I thought we were approaching a different topic, so this is probably really weird and awkward. No, okay. I don't care. Uh, okay, good. So, usually for Halloween, obviously I would get Christine a present, but she's gotten enough, so I'm getting you one. So, the, I don't know if you remember these. Yes! A hundred percent! Like, this image is like... It's burning, terrifying. Burning. So, I got... We want to traumatize you. It's the trilogy of scary stories to read in the dark. It was that like series of books that like all of us when we were younger read with the creepy black and white skull on the front. Do you think that bowling story is in there? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's very scary. But th those were my favorite books. And yeah. I remember in my school, there was only like one copy of each book and kids would fight yes! tooth and nail to like get it out of the library and you never could. You couldn't so... like renew it because it was too popular exactly yeah so one of the reasons that we're giving you that is because we know you like books and oh, we know you like I messed books it up. i'm sorry go ahead well <laughs> i don't know what you're missing nothing up. okay christine just drink your wine <laughs> i'll be quiet we're giving you your those books because oh, you. eva actually has her own podcast where she uh covers a whole other series of books that was the big news i was like we have big news but then i forgot that you said we were gonna relay from that into the oh no segue segu a segu whatever yes it's, i mean what isn't a train wreck in our lives but eva the only thing <laughs> <laughs> but no eva has her own podcast called paranormal captivity yes you heard that right paranormal captivity and her and her sister cover uh the cat who series by lillian lillian jackson braun lillian jackson braun you know that one <laughs> it's and apparently there's more series that will be covered eventually correct yeah. Do you want to do your own little promo? No. Please do, please. Oh, I'm sorry so to put you on the spot. Thank but you guys. First of all, I am going to read all of these and <laughs> listen, I mean, listen to all of these, and I'm so excited They're about it. They're probably in font 20, so I think you, you <laughs> can probably get through it pretty fast. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, we're Julie and I are so excited. My sister and I, we, uh, my mom had read these as when we were kids, and we always kind of made fun of them, and then we started reading them, and we're like, wait, these are hilarious and great. <laughs> so we, yeah, we usually drink together and. It's kind of like a little book club we have together. <laughs> it's super cool and super funny and super cute. And we've carried, obviously the drinking part has carried over very well into yeah. that, I'm sure. Obviously, I've just seeped my... Also, the, I personally, the theme song kills me. It is great. It's such a good theme song. But if you guys go listen to it, can they like, find it anywhere? Yeah, it's on almost all of them now, I think. Yes. Okay. I've, yeah. Per I saw it on iTunes earlier. So, paranormal captivity. Yes. It's fucking great. Yeah. And your sister made the icon, right? The logo, she, she yeah. She drew the little cat with the book, and then I got drunk and learned, in quotes, Photoshop to do the border. Skillshare <laughs> promo code drink. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so if you support us, then you support Eva. And also go follow her on social media. It's ew, gross with three S's. Correct. Thanks, guys. Oh, my God. No, this is so fun. I just I love this little, like... You pour Christine a lot of wine. We ought to do something for you, so... Uh, all right, that's it, folks. I think that's all we have, huh? Yeah. Happy Halloween 1.0.
1.0. We don't do anything just one time. We need to do multiples. Right. So we'll see you for, for the next one. And that's why we drink. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace Courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.